This is Phil's Photography Journey podcast, episode 21, on Monday the 5th of August 2019. There's lots to cover today, uh, starting with a slight technical difference from normal. So I normally record in my study area, and I've moved up to our back bedroom, which we're going to use as a bit of a studio. Uh, It's recently been decorated, and we are going to get new carpet put in here, a thicker pile carpet. And it's used for self-tapes and all sorts. It's a bit of a upstairs lounge, bolt hole, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. So I'm trying something a bit different. I've got my MacBook, uh, same microphone, um, and I've attempted to get something like the same sound quality, but uh, only time will tell if that's uh, good enough. I've not done a side-by-side comparison or anything like that. So what's been happening since uh, April? Well, I joined the headshot crew, so it's Peter Hurley's headshot crew, and uh, it's it's really like nothing else. It's it's just a fantastic uh, organisation to belong to. It's um, essentially it's designed for coaching and getting the best out of headshot photographers. There's a lot of attention to detail. There's a, a very positive vibe. You're there to help each other improve, so you can share a picture and get critiques on it. Uh, and they have a weekly competition, Headshot of the Week, and they have a monthly competition and some other portraiture stuff. And um, the community and the spirit in it is absolutely phenomenal. And if you look up headshotcrew.com, you'll you'll get a feel for it because it, it does exist as a directory to look up and uh, find a headshot photographer who's got some training, some standards uh, applied to, to their work. And uh, I urge you to do that. I'm obviously listed on there under Phil Swallow. With the headshot crew learning, I've uh, tried a new lighting setup. Um, something I've wrestled with a bit over the months uh, that I've been doing portraiture and headshots, but this is a, a kind of triangle shaped let up, uh, setup. Um, and it does lend itself to some consistency. So that's what you want. You want it to be quick to set up so that you know what positioning you have for your lights and where to position the the, uh, the model or subject uh, relative to the lights and if you've got consistency in your setup then you can get consistent performance and uh, it's probably referred to on the internet if you want to look at it but yes yeah, a triangular setup it tends to be uh, a standard triangle for for the females so it's really soft lighting with men it tends to be just the the two diagonal areas of the triangle left and right and uh, what we call a kicker light at the back, so you just light very subtly the side of the face. Um, If you're doing a a corporate job, obviously you don't have time to keep chopping and changing the lights, you tend to just stick with the main triangle because it's pretty flattering for everybody. So I've had a fairly regular clients uh, coming through over the last couple of months, few months, um, mostly actors. Uh, I've got some others in the diary, actors and uh, corporates, so I'm looking forward to those uh, tremendously. And one of the other things I've been doing is working on branding. So, so what is branding? Well, many different things. To some people, it's it's a logo, but it's not. It's more than that. It's really how you define yourself, and therefore how you hopefully differentiate yourself from the competition. And I've been working over the last few months to really provide a good experience to my clients when they're when they're in my studio, which is my house. And it's been interesting to understand from them how it compares to experiences that they've had in the past with other photographers. Some of these, certainly in the actor world, have been really established and kind of go through the motions. Uh, what I do is is different to that. I won't share all my trade secrets here. 
but suffice it to say, as you can see from reviews on Facebook and on my Google page, uh, the customers have really been liking it. So that's something that I'm going to uh, continue to build on. But I've added something to that, which is a, a logo. So uh, Toby Wilkins is a young designer, and he put this logo together for me. And it was a fantastic process from drawing up some, literally some sketches on a on an A4 sheet so that we could see which ones took our eye. And then it was a case of refining. So we did a bit of this to and fro with uh, Toby doing some work remotely and then emailing me some, some proofs, if you like. And then Sue and I went down to his place, met up with him, and we sat around a sort of Photoshop session and uh, ended up, I think, getting a really good blend of some of the designs that he put together and, and how it was evolving. And then we uh, we sort of finalised the, the main shape and the font and all that sort of stuff. And uh, re I'm really delighted. Toby's a really great designer um, and keep a lookout for him. Um, and one of the reasons I, I went to a, a qualified designer was that it, it had been recommended, you know, that if you want a job, job done properly, then, then go to the uh, professional. So um, he will take you through the process iterate and uh, and hopefully give you something that you really need for your business and so the other aspects I'm looking at is to um, to define my 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 main purpose if you like and my main um, experience that I offer one of the things that was linked to the headshot crew um, they do a, a series of um, the weekend workshops um, Peter Hurley normally runs them mostly in the States but he's done them in Dublin uh, he's got some lined up next year in Australia um, Canada, I think he's got lined up, but tends to be within the, the States area. And uh, he set one up in London, but it was run by Ivan Weiss. So Ivan is a, a great photographer. More about him a bit later. And it was the first time that Peter had trusted a, a mentor. So within the Headshot crew, we all start as protégés. If you get to the stage where you've got a good-sized portfolio, you can work your way up to associate level. And basically, Peter has to review and approve 15 images out of your portfolio. Obviously, more if you can, but you, you submit more and you end up with 15. That get, gets you to associate. So I'm, I'm on that journey, but I'm, I'm you know building up my clientele to achieve that. And then when you're at associate, Peter will handpick mentors who are going the extra mile within the group and can support others. And Ivan just does a tremendous job with that. So he was trusted to run the uh, the workshop, which we had back in May, and it was uh, it was amazing. So we went through slides and discussions and experiences on the first day, and I, I will keep kind of mentioning the attention to detail because the detail that goes into this, and I'm not just talking about detail as in technical, but I'm talking about how you actually interact with your subjects, how you get them to gain confidence, how you make it a great experience that they can you know, be proud of, tell others about, um, which is very different to the focus perhaps you, you normally see on other photographers. Um, so a lot of work on that. It was really built into us. And then on the second day, we did some of that, uh, but we actually put into practice some of the uh, the learnings, and uh, it was tremendous. A, a fantastic bunch. So we had someone from Denmark, someone from Cologne, a couple from Scotland, a couple from the West Country, uh, one from France, um, one Bulgarian but living in London, so a real mix, and we just all got so well. We've uh, formed our own sort of closed face Facebook group, and we uh, we've interacted after that. In fact, Oliver came close 
three weeks ago, four weeks ago on Headshot of the Week. He got into what they call a poll, so the, the best sort of five or six or so are put into a poll, and he didn't quite win that uh, that time. But the following week, he submitted again, and he won it hands down. So that was great. So Oliver is, um, is proof that, that, that the intensive has been, has been well received. So, you know, we've, we just carry on to build on that. We carry on from a networking perspective. We're all kind of socially connected on social media. And, uh, and I think, you know, some friendships were formed then that will last for many, many years to come. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, Peter is running, actually, a, a session in London himself in September. Um, I won't be going to that because, obviously, I'm still fresh from the last one. But uh, maybe see if we can hook up. That'd be great. So some of the other things I've been doing. So um, Sue and I went to the Don McCullen exhibition uh, back in May. So this was, um, I think it's Tate Britain. Uh, Don McCullen is, a, or is still a photographer who covered photojournalism throughout the years in quite key times, you know, things like the Korean War and Cambodia and various other campaigns, Africa, Biafra, that kind of thing. And some of his pictures were stunning. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard enough if you're in a conflict area that, you know, if you've got your film to be developed and all that sort of thing and get your, your pictures back to the news desk, um, it's a lot easier nowadays because you can kind of do it out in the fields wirelessly. But it was a different story in those days. And um, he, uh, he had some great stories to tell, incredible stories to tell. And uh, it was a really good exhibition. Unfortunately, it's finished now, but... Um, you can see a lot of his work, actually. There's some stuff on YouTube as well as uh, books that he's published. So that was uh, that was excellent. And we had our trip to the USA. So I, um, I will cover it briefly where we went, but I think what I'll do is actually do another episode where I talk in a bit more depth about the, the trip and the experiences. So in summary, it was a road trip lasting approximately three weeks. Flew to LA, picked up a car the following day. We stopped at Morro Bay, and that was our first overnight. Then we drove up the coast, and we stopped at Carmel. And from there, we went over to San Francisco via Silicon Valley, stopped off at Apple. And again, I'll talk about that because that was fantastic. But a few days in San Francisco, uh, I would have liked more, but... We always say if we didn't get to achieve everything we meant to achieve, then uh, it's a good excuse to, to, to make a trip back there in the future. So that's that's definitely going to happen. And from San Francisco, we went inland a bit further to the park, so Sierra Nevada Mountains. So we went to Yosemite, had a couple of days there, then Sequoia. And then we drove all the way down to the desert country. So we stayed in um, 29 Palms, Yucca Valley kind of area. And we drove all the way through the um, Joshua Tree National Park, which was amazing. And then we stayed for a few days in San Clemente, where I met up with a, an old school friend. Well, it wasn't a school friend. He was, he was a, you know, a couple of years above me at school, but a very good friend from um, from back in the day, Andy St. Laurent. And Andy's been living out there since about 1990. And uh, it was great because I'd done a fair bit of driving up to that point. And uh, he took us around a few sites. So again, talk talk more about that in, in a future episode dedicated to the USA. And we finished our trip actually stopping off at Costa Mesa to see John Glover, who's a mentor in the Headshot crew. That was fantastic seeing his studio and having a good chat with him for about an hour or so. And we finished our stay with, with a few days in Santa Monica. 
where we saw a bit of Hollywood and some of those sites wasn't wasn't that impressed really. People had said it was a bit tacky and it was. And then uh, we flew back from LA, so it was a, a complete loop. Um, oh, when we stayed in San Clemente, we just did a train ride down to San Diego. Uh, so I will talk about that, that a bit more because it was just uh, one incredible experience and um, we loved every single minute of it. Obviously lots of photography and uh, video editing. I've made a start, but there's a lot to do. So that will come out in due course. Um, anyone who knows video will, will confirm that video editing takes time. So one of the things we did after we got back was went to an exhibition that Ivan put on. So Ivan Weiss, who ran the, the mentor who ran the Headshot Intensive, he put on an exhibition and it was at a barber's shop um, in Hackney. So he's known the, the guy for years. And uh, he'd got to sort of take a couple of pictures of people in chairs and then he said, well, why don't we do a gallery? So there's about 20 odd pictures, um, but Ivan is a very, very great and talented photographer and a great guy. And uh, his work was simply stunning. So mainly portraiture, but some real intensity to some of those images. Um, well composed, well lit, well edited. And, and seeing them actually in print does add another dimension, I think. So that was really good. So I've been spending time, obviously, on crew activities. So going to the coaching groups, uh, attending sessions. So they run the Headshot uh, of the Week is on a Tuesday. On a Wednesday, they have Success Track, which is about building your business. And that's another great thing. So this isn't just, oh, how to be a good headshot photographer, how to, to pay attention to detail. This is how to run a very successful business. Um, so that's that's something that you wouldn't normally get in, in, in any other walk of life, but this is a group that's really dedicated to help. Uh, I mean, obviously you pay money towards it, but it's, it's well worth it. So... Um, one of the uh, events they ran a couple of years ago was called Headshot Mania. And this was where they had a number of slots, big hotel, and just ran these intensive uh, sessions. And there's a Headshot Mania 2 that's going to be in Las Vegas in February, and I'm going. Well, hey. So I got in early with uh, with my tickets, and I'm going to spend a few extra days there. It's, it's about a three to, to four-day event. Uh, Peter Hurley's 50th birthday is on the night before it all kicks off. It should be fun. And then they're going to kind of have two main days dedicated to one to the business day, uh, business session, one to sort of technicals and lighting and colour control. Um, and then they're going to do some other uh, mentors are going to be doing some other sessions. And each evening they're going to have what they call a rumble room where you can go and uh, uh, try out various techniques, take headshots of each other, have some fun, network, um, and those those rooms are going to be open to about midnight, I think, each night. So it should be a tremendous time. Um, the reviews from last time were were great. People just saying that they they came out there on cloud nine and just couldn't wait to get everything into practice. So yeah, I'm thoroughly looking forward to that. So I've got my tickets, I've got my flights, I've got the car parking at Heathrow arranged yet. Everything all done and dusted. I'm really looking forward to it. So. One of the things that um, I did kind of come away with after the trip to the USA was that uh, I, I need to sort of push towards mirrorless. So back in February, I think it was, I went to the Nikon Professional Services event in London where they were pushing mirrorless and the, and the benefits thereof. And I got for the first time to try the Nikon Z6 or Z6, Z7. Um, was pleasantly surprised at what I saw and, and they feel good in the hand. They're much, much smaller form factor. Both models are pretty much the same size, I believe. And um, it just got me pondering. So I thought, well, if I see a reasonable deal, 
I think I'm going to pull the trigger here. And uh, I absolutely love my D850. Um, it's a normal DSLR. Um, but that coupled with the 2470 f2.8 was uh, you know, fairly heavyweight to, to cart about on holiday. So uh, this weekend just gone, I took the plunge. They were doing a, an extra trading deal at London Camera Exchange on the Strand, a, a well-established camera shop. And uh, I went down there, got a reasonable price for my D3S, probably, you know, it's certainly a hassle-free price in terms of waiting and selling it on eBay. And uh, got the trading bonus. Walked away with a kit, which is the uh, Z6 body. It's a 24-70 F4 and an adapter. So the adapter's pretty important. Um, I think individually priced, that, that pack is quite expensive, but say trading plus, you know, what you get as, as buying it as a kit was really good value. But yeah, so with the adapter, what that actually means is that screws on to the larger mount on the Z6, but then you can use every single lens that Nikon produced, I think realistically, I mean, maybe going back to many um, tens of whatever years ago, it might be, might be difficult, but um, certainly every lens in my collection can then be used on the, on the Z6 um, without any loss of autofocus or any other functionality. Um, I've tried a couple of lenses, so the 85 looks great on there, which is my portrait lens. Uh, 7200 just looks huge, and then you've got this small body, so probably going to couple the 70 to 200 2.8 with my D850 if I go out with two bodies, but yeah, refreshing to have that smaller form factor. And Nikon have got a roadmap where they're bringing lenses out. I think they bought out a couple last year. And they bought out two, three this year, maybe a fourth one coming out fairly soon. So over time, they're obviously going to replace with the, uh, they call it the, I think they're S lenses, but they're for the Z mount. And um, so I'm going to keep an eye out for those. Uh, I may just wait a bit because of the adapter. You don't need to jump in and keep, you know, auto or immediately replace all your lenses. But uh, I'm going to uh, just wait and see because you never know. There may be some used deals where people have, I don't know, decided they didn't like it after all and changed systems. So, so that's going to be something that I'm going to be working on. And uh, I guess the main thing I need to do, as you get with any new toy, you need to field test it. So I've just done internal shots for now. I will take it out. Um, I think the low light capability looks pretty good on it. It's got in-body image stabilisation which means that you can get away with, um, well, we, there's always camera shake, uh, but obviously if you're working on a, a wider aperture and, and very slow shutter speeds, it will, sh it will show. But if you've got that stabilisation, um, you can get away with things a bit more. So I am going to leave it there. We're coming up to 19 minutes, 20 minutes, something like that. Um, it's been a bit of a kind of rapid catch-up, but I think the USA one will be worthy uh, so that's going to be the next one that I'm targeting. But you know what I'm like, so I won't put a date on that. It'll be as soon as I can. Um, and then I'll, after that date, so when I publish that one, I'll, I'll schedule when the, uh, the next episode will be, uh, will be due. But um, sorry, it's been, uh, it's taken some time to, to come back to this. But, you know, there's been a lot going on and it means that there's something worthwhile sharing with you in podcast land. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, please get in touch. Uh, I'd, I'd like that. I'd like some comments or some feedback or uh, a general chat, um, whatever. So uh, thanks very much. This is Phil's Photography Journey, episode 21, and signing out. <laughs>